welcome to this week's episode of Moat 9. That's M-O-A-T, the number 9. I don't know if you've had a long week or about to have a long week, just finishing up a long week, in the middle of a long week, whatever the case may be. The show's finding here. Let's get into it real quick. Shout out to my boy over at Taco Avocat here in El Paso. Also my boy at Coffee Box here in El Paso. Not official sponsors, but they have each contributed in their own way to the show. Thank you guys very much. And for the intro music that I have now been starting to use, this one is called Phrase Print by Josh Pan on YouTube. Check them out. Let's get into the episode, but real quick, you're probably wondering, I want to start my own podcast. How do I do that? Well, funny you should ask. Welcome everybody to episode 46 of Moat 9. That's M-O-A-T, the number 9. I am trying my absolute very best to sound chipper and happy because I'm in a lot of pain and miserable and I love you guys too much to leave you without an episode. Well, kind of. I love doing this. So, um, I'm not going to go into too much detail. One, because it's not that important. I'm pretty sure you don't give a shit. And two, some of it you probably don't even want to know. Um, I'll keep it short. Let's just say it was a very interesting weekend. Spent a lot of time in bed, unfortunately. And I decided to work today, even though I probably shouldn't. And so it's very uncomfortable. I'm in a lot of pain and miserable and yeah. So anyway, but it's slow enough to where I could record. So there's that. There's always there's always something positive to look at. Um, I have quite a bit to talk about. I only have like one, two, three, four, five, six, about seven things from Instagram. But... As you should probably know from the trailer or at least the description, unless you just happen to hit play as soon as it comes out and you don't even know. Um, I saw nobody. I saw, of course, the first episode of Loki. And it's old news again at this point, but I went back and saw the Hitman's Bodyguard. So, uh, let's jump right into it because if um, past episodes are any... Uh, indicator uh, I have a tendency to ramble and with a lot to talk about I have a feeling this is gonna be my longest solo episode yet I don't know we'll see I'll try not to I know it can get boring but anyway so uh, first up from Instagram from the mighty miles well underscore the mighty miles with a Y underscore uh, wait he changed it back I thought it was just another geek account what happened Okay, I don't know. He's bouncing back and forth now. He went back to the Mighty Miles. I'm not sure why. Anywho, um, kind of like a teaser for apparently they're doing Super Pets. Yeah, DC's League of Super Pets. Um, I can't pause it, but uh, Dwayne Johnson as Crypto, Kevin Hart as Ace. Kate McKinnon, John Krasinski, Vanessa Bayer, Natasha Leon, Diego something. I didn't catch it in time. I'm going to try to keep talking while it comes back around. <gasps> um, the teaser is, of course, of a dog. Puts out a cape, shows the title. And uh, like I was, uh, that's going to be apparently, I'm assuming Dwayne Johnson. But um, 
Yeah, Diego Luna and Keanu Reeves. Uh, the caption reads, I'm not going to read the other panels. Oh, it shows them all individually. Okay, cool. Uh, so apparently Ace, if they're showing this correctly, they're showing a picture of Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart next to each other, and they're showing Crypto, uh, Dog, and another dog that looks like Batman. The other one is like Superman's dog. Um Keanu Reeves, I'm, I, I would venture to say that Keanu Reeves is probably going to be the villain. I don't know. Um, what else? Yeah, the caption. Talk about an all-star cast, plus not to mention Keanu Reeves in a DC movie. I don't think that's what people wanted about for Keanu Reeves in a DC movie, but yeah, you get what you get, right? Um, I'll probably check it out. I mean, it's it's DC. I love DC. Um, Super Pet Sounds interesting it's animated obviously um we'll see i'm, I'm I'll, I'll check it out i'm not gonna say i'm super excited for it but i'll check it out moving on real quick uh updates.in.cinema john wick 4 bill skarsgård joins the cast for john wick 4 um that's interesting i i don't want to say i like the guy but he's the one that played it the new it um i started watching i believe it's castle rock on hulu um, he's in that. We need to catch up on that anyway, by the way. Not you and I, but you know what I mean. Um, what else? Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's, uh, not a whole lot to the caption. The latest addition to John Wick 4. We don't know who his character will be yet, but I'm happy to see him join the cast. Eh, I mean, I haven't seen enough of him to say he's a great actor, but I don't know. Could be interesting. We'll see. This one I am excited for from TV Movie Land, all one word. Uh, Christine reboot in the works. Of course, in the works doesn't mean it will come out. It could get scrapped at some point. I've even heard of some movies that got made. Like, um, I forget the name. The other, no, what's it called? The one with Ryan Reynolds that got made like three years ago. And it's been sitting on the shelf, like completely made and just sat there. I've even heard of movies getting practically finished and never come out or go straight to dvd or i don't know but we'll see um director or i'm sorry direct from variety ugh, wow really seriously let's try that again direct from variety hannibal and star trek discovery creator brian fuller is attached to make his feature directing debut with an adaptation of stephen king novel christine which fuller is developing with sony pictures Jason Bloom will produce for Bloomhouse along with Vincenzo Natali. I'm probably butchering that. Stephen Hoban, probably butchering that too. The project is still in the early stages as Fuller writes the screenplay. I'm not going to read the rest. Um, I really enjoyed Christine when it came out. I want to say late 70s, early early 80s. Um, I'm I'm a, I don't want to say a big fan, but I like Stephen King stuff. So that's that was one of the good movies in my opinion. That should be interesting. I'm excited for that. We'll see how long it takes. Probably like a 2023 or 2024 release. Anyway, um, this one I'm also excited for. TV Movie Land. TV Movie Land is killing it apparently with all the good stuff. Uh, Blue Beetle movie to debut exclusively on HBO Max. Now, first of all, the fact that they're making a Blue Beetle movie, uh, amazeballs. I'm, again, not a big fan of the Blue Beetle, but I like the Blue Beetle because it's... Um, He's often considered like the DC version of Spider-Man. But my main thing is homeboys from my hometown. 
El Paso. So, love that. Um, I like him. Too. I, I like the character. I always, I always liked him. Um, let's see what else. In a report published by the uh, Los Angeles Times, it was seemingly announced that Warner Brothers will be releasing its DC project Blue Beetle exclusively on HBO Max along with the studio's Batgirl project. It was revealed in February that Charm City Kings director Angel Manuel Soto will helm DC's first Latino-fronted superhero story. Oh, God. Uh, this thing that they're doing, just... Uh, I get it, but I don't believe it's genuine. Whatever. I, I don't... I don't... I'm Latino, and I don't... Yeah, I'm, I'm excited because it's a Latino from my hometown, but... Like, that's enough pandering for me. I, when I come to think of it, that's probably why they're doing it. Damn it. You know what? I don't give a shit. I, I don't fall for that shit. It's a bunch of bullshit. They don't really care. And I don't need them to care anyway. Like, just make good stuff. I don't give a shit if the, the fucking director's a transgender dog that only has two legs and I, one eye. I don't give a shit. As long as it's good. I don't care about all the political bullshit. Um, but whatever. Um, it's the Blue Beetle. I'm excited. I want to see it. Put it out already. Um, The Mighty Miles again. Uh, breaking news. The official title for the sequel to Aquaman has officially been revealed as Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Uh, okay. Uh, Aquaman was not... I mean, I don't know if it's a coincidence that Aquaman is often considered a bit of a laughable character and it was probably one of the weakest unfortunately the weakest movie so far in this dceu is wonder woman 84 and that's sad because aquaman should be the worst and it's not um but there you go maybe that's exciting for some people not i don't know not looking forward to it i'll watch it but yeah Anyway, The Mighty Miles again uh, has breaking news. An anime series based on the Far Cry video game franchise is officially in the works at Netflix. I never played it. Um, I know it's got a huge following. I think they're on Far Cry like 5 at this point or something. I'd have to look into the the, the backstory, what's it, what it's about. I, I don't know anything about it, to be honest, so... For you video game fans, I'm pretty sure somebody out there has played it and was like, this would make a really good movie. Well, there you go. It's going to be an anime series at least. Maybe not a movie, but that should be good. And last but not least, once again, the Mighty the mighty Miles coming in clutch with all the good stuff. Rumor. We know how it is with rumors. I don't know if it'll pen. Well, here's the thing. Uh, this one I should be excited for, but I'm not. It's Rumor Scar. Hulk's son from the comics is reportedly rumored to appear in the upcoming She-Hulk Disney Plus series. First of all, the fact that they're doing a She-Hulk series, I... I don't, I don't know as much about comics as I probably should, being the geek that I am. She-Hulk never seemed to be that big of a character, enough to have her own series, but... It, to me, it's the fact that they've nerfed the Hulk so bad. They've done him so wrong. And they're going to do a series for She-Hulk rather than try to redeem themselves with Hulk. To me, is a travesty. That's what I'm mostly upset about. 
Um, let me write that down so I can edit that out. Uh, that is 1250. All right. As I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted by work. <laughs> um, I actually collected the first, I want to say four or five, um, edition, uh, co um, copies of Hulk or Scar, Son of Hulk. Um, he has got a badass, um, origin. If, I mean, you have to know about World War Hulk, but basically, let's see if I can sum it up like really quick. W World War Hulk is supposed to be like one of the absolute most powerful characters in Marvel, period. Like he literally, well, basically what happened is the Illuminati, which is a group of superheroes. I believe it's Doctor Strange, Tony Stark, like the more intelligent minds of the world got together and decided that the Hulk was just too dangerous to keep around. So they tricked him into getting onto a spaceship and shot him off into space, put out a, put on a video or some sort that's saying, you know, well, sorry, but this is the best for the planet and blah, blah, blah. You we're sending you to the most isolated planet that we can find. And that way you can, because presumably the Hulk always wants to be left alone. So they're like, we'll send you to a planet where you're going to be completely by yourself, which of course, under any other circumstances, if he had agreed, he probably would be okay with it. But the Hulk being the Hulk, he's like, you don't fucking do this to me without my permission. So he got pissed off, started rampaging, ship goes awry and ends up somewhere that it's not supposed to, which is on the planet Sakaar, which is where Thor Ragnarok takes place. Um, and the same thing that happened in Thor Ragnarok happens in World War Hulk comics where he becomes a gladiator for the ruler and in this process, he learns that the ruler's kind of an asshole. He meets, and I forget her name, but he meets a female there. I guess it's kind of supposed to, it's supposed to be like Valkyrie, but it's not the Valkyrie. Um, and between her, um, the, I forget their names, Meek and Craig, Craig, Craig. Um, they, they, Craig and Meek are not like comic relief in the comics. They're, genuine gladiators that are you know trying to free themselves or whatever and i'm making this way longer than it needs to be anyway he the hulk ends up agreeing that this guy's a dick and they try to you know he ends up taking over and kills them leader and they all agree to make him the leader i believe this part i'm getting a little foggy i can't remember but i believe they anticipated or the a, a contingency was in case that it did not the ship did not go where he, it was supposed to it was supposed to explode well that ends up happening somehow it gets triggered i can't remember exactly how but somehow it ends up getting triggered and the bomb explodes while the female is pregnant with hulk's child and ends up destroying like everything and so the hulk is super pissed that not only did they, you know, kick him off his planet, but he finally finds happiness and they take that from him as well. Finds a way to come back to Earth and just decimates 
everyone. He's taking on people. He's like taking on every super person that he comes across and just annihilating them, beating the living shit out of them. It gets to the point where the sentry, which is, which is supposed to be almost like on the level in Marvel anyway of Superman has to come out of retirement kind of and face him. And even he has a hard time. Like this guy is just plowing through everyone, which is why it pisses me off that they nerfed him so badly in the fucking movies. Well, anyway, all of that happens, but it turns out that his son being part Hulk survived the explosion, grows up on his own and it grows up very, um, savage because of the fact that he has no parents and he has to fend for himself but that's that's his origin that's scar's origin so that being said if they're doing it's a world war hulk spinoff kind of and the world war hulk himself world breaker hulk is i mean this guy gets so powerful that he literally just stomps and destroys like california like he causes earthquakes with his stomps that's how powerful this being is and scar it comes from that so how if they nerfed the hulk can you imagine how big time they're gonna nerf scar anyway that rant went way longer than it should have but that's why it pisses me off so much that's why i'm like eh but we'll see i don't know that like i've said before in marvel i trust story-wise they've done pretty good so far they've put together one of the best probably the best saga of my lifetime um so i'll trust in them even though i always rant about what they did to the hulk but overall the story works i guess so we'll see um and that's it for instagram so the meat and potatoes what do you want first guys i have quite a bit to say let's see let's get the negative ones out of the way because believe it or not two out of the three main entrees if you will um are going to be negative so first one this is the one i just watched it'll be the freshest one in my brain the hitman's bodyguard it was not good i'm just going to flat out say it. it was not good um i'm going to give it a three just off the bat just put it out there because it's not good but it's good enough that I don't regret watching it, and I'll probably check out the sequel to see if it's any better, which I highly doubt. Um, but it's it's touted as an action comedy, and it went way too heavy on the action and not enough on the comedy. And a part of the reason for that, in my opinion, is they're playing too much into the Samuel L. Jackson cussing up a storm. Um... I'm not a Ryan Reynolds hater by any stretch of the imagination, but he's a caricature. Um, honestly, when you see Ryan Reynolds in a movie, you're seeing Ryan Reynolds in a movie. You're not seeing him play a character. He's just doing what Ryan Reynolds does. It's like people back in the day used to complain about Jim Carrey, um, the way that I've often complained, complained about uh, Jack Black or even Will Ferrell. To me, they're just, they're not playing a character. They're a character. They, they themselves are in the movie, and Samuel L. Jackson is almost like that, like they're playing off of the whole cussing thing. Um, the jokes really aren't that great. 
the action is over the top. It's like they relied a lot on the action. And um, I, I guess I'm being a little hypocritical because John Wick, I like John Wick, but not enough, not this much. Um, yeah, it's, it's not great. I'm not, I wasn't super impressed. Like I said, it's not horrible. I'm not going to say that. It's definitely not horrible. Um, but I don't know that it's, uh, I'm going to have to pause for fucking work. Yeah, I already did that one. Fuck off. Or is there another one? Please don't tell me there's another one. Fuck. There's another one. God fuck. Fucking damn it. Dude. Fuck, man. I, I, I fucking jinx myself instead of fucking just writing it out. No, I had to start doing this and now I jinxed myself and now it's getting busy to where I have to fucking do this shit. I might leave this in. <laughs> Speaking of all the cussing from Samuel L. Jackson, I turned into Samuel L. Jackson while working. I might leave this in. This is funny. Um, at least to me. Anyway. Save this. And. Alright. Now that we're done with my. Samuel L. Jackson impression. Where I'm cussing up a storm. Because <laughs> I have to work. For a living. Alright. We're back. Ish. Um, where did I leave off? That's the other bad thing. I completely forget what I talk about. Um. I'll try to edit this so it's much better. Uh, what was I talking about? The Hitman's Bodyguard. What else? Yeah, they're playing off of the Samuel Jackson thing. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, that's what I was talking about. Um, I'm not too big a fan of the caricatures. He was perfect for Deadpool, but that's about it. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Um, overall, why does it seem to not be recording as nicely as i would like anyway um yeah so it, it just i don't know it fell short and i don't know i don't know what it is i think i'm just getting old i don't know i don't think so though because i i can shut off my brain and sit there and actually enjoy the ridiculousness of fast and the furious but this one just i don't know the pacing wasn't right and that's another thing dude it's like almost two hours like it was so unnecessary i don't know i'm not a big fan um yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> it did make me laugh. Well, it made me laugh a few times. It, not laugh. It made me laugh, genuinely laugh once. And that was just a dumb scene that, eh, it is what it is. But um, what made me chuckle and what kind of kept me entertained was, and I think maybe that's why they're doing the sequel as like they're doing it. Um, uh, have seen Sal- hearing Salma Hayek cuss up a fucking storm. Like they turned her into the female version of samuel jackson that shit was entertaining as hell i'm a big uh, fan of salma hayek i've been watching her since a lot of people think that desperado was her first uh, movie and technically it wasn't i think she did some stuff in mexico but like in the first u.s film he she came out in a, a movie that i think only cholos have seen uh, mi vida loca it's like a female boys in the hood i guess but for mexicans i don't know it's not a great movie but i watched it she's in that she's a super small role um but that was probably the most entertaining part i don't know maybe that's why i'm into oh my god fucking work 
Hopefully that's the one I already did. Yes, thank God. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys. Um, so, yeah, solid three. Just because, it's like I said, it's not great. But I don't regret watching it necessarily. Just like, eh, it is what it is. Yeah, just right on the middle. Just right dead center, three. Um, Where to go from here? Oh, um, nobody. Another negative one, kind of. It started off good. I was actually excited to see it because it is it was supposed to be kind of like a parody of John Wick. Until, oh, it's, it seemed to be a parody of John Wick, but I'm like, okay, they make it different enough to where it's its own thing. And it seems like it's going to be kind of funny. I think I had the expectations for that to be what Hitman's Bodyguard was trying to do, which was an action comedy. So I was kind of looking forward to that. And actually, I think maybe that's why I watched Hitman's Bodyguard, because I was so disappointed with nobody. that I was like, at least give me, let's try another action comedy and see if that one pulls it off. And nope, it didn't either. Um, it was exciting. The first probably half hour is interesting enough. Um, and then they got to the point that that one thing that just sparks everything. And I'm like, I, I'm sorry, but it... it Somebody was writing this along with the guy from that did John Wick, like right next to him or something, or read the John Wick because I think John Wick comes from novels or something. I don't know what the fuck, but somehow he saw it and he's like, "Oh, that's a good idea. I'm gonna make my own version," and just didn't pull it off. Like, there's so many parallels to John Wick. It's not even like they're they're not even trying to hide it. It's got a Russian bad guy for God's sakes that. He gets in the, the main character is in trouble with the Russian guy because he did something to the Russian guy's family, a family member. Like it's so fuck. And instead of a dog, it's kind of a technically a cat. It's, I'm not even worried about spoiling it at this point. It's a kitty bracelet, but it's like a dog cat. Uh, same Russian, same idea of a Russian villain. A guy that comes out of retirement, just, I guess the only difference is that the family doesn't die in this one, but, um, the violence is just violence for the sake of being, just for the sake of making people go, ugh, ah, ugh, like, uh, I, I don't, believe it or not, I don't like violence for the sake of violence, and that's the complaint, this is a super old, but that's a complaint that I had on uh, Rambo. When they finally decided to bring him back and made that movie where he's down in Thailand or wherever he is. Like, it just was violent for the sake of being violent. It was just, like, unnecessary. Um, Like I said, maybe I'm just getting old. I don't know. But it just so unnecessary. Like, the guy, I kind of get it because he seems to want to feel the pain of being beat up. But... The, the, the what they're showing seems to be insurmountable like even somebody as highly trained as him gets that fucked up he shouldn't be able to function like they're almost making him to be a superhero and i understand highly trained yes but come on dude. i mean even john wick was having a having struggling a bit with some of his injuries and i don't know um, I, I, I lost it after the first, like, I want to say 20 minutes. Um, no, not, not a fan. 
that's another three, maybe a 3.25, just because it had me at the beginning. I like the guy. Uh, I, I don't know his name. I should probably look it up. Let's see if I can talk and look things up at the same time. But um, he he's a guy from um, Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul. Um, he did he did pretty good. Um, I think he pulled off the action a lot better than I thought he would. Um, I think people underestimate older actors being able to do stuff like this. Uh, Mr. Bob Odenkirk. Um, I like him. I like the guy. Um, the movie itself, probably not the best. The, the writing team just did not have any real solid, um, original ideas but maybe that's not what they were even going for they were just banking off trying to play off of the john wick bandwagon and make some money which i'm sure they did um a lot of people are giving it good reviews i didn't quite like it i'm i'll go with this 3.25 just because i was excited and kept me interested for at least 20 minutes unlike hitman's bodyguard so there's that and actually i'm keeping this pretty short even with the interruption so i'm gonna be like Maybe 45 minutes? That's not too bad. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe this last one will run forever. <laughs> I doubt it because there's not much to say. Okay. So last but not least, Loki episode one. Um, I'm not going to lie. I went into this a little bit biased in the negative sense because um, I'm not a fan of Loki. I, I've, it's been brought to my attention that I am a contrarian. Almost a hipster, if you will. And I hate to say, but it's partially true. It, I noticed it back when I was in high school. There were bands that my fellow classmates were like, Ooh, ah, oh my God. and I was like, no, that shit is fucking stupid. But it wasn't that the music or the band was stupid. It was just that or whatever it was, band, movies, whatever. It's just the popularity of it just annoyed me. Um, so, yeah, I guess I'm a bit of a contrarian and. That's, I was actually told that about when we were having a discussion about uh, Quentin Tarantino. Um, I don't know. There Maybe there's some truth to it, but I don't think so because there's other popular stuff that I actually really enjoy. I'm like, ah, it is what it is. It's kind of stupid, but I like it. So, I don't know. I'm stuck in my own head. I'm going to continue with my train of thought and be and say that I'm right. Everybody else is wrong. <laughs> um, so, anyway, I went into this not expecting to like it because i think loki in the marvel cinematic universe is overrated um not that big of a fan um i don't quite see the appeal i don't think he's that funny um i think thor is way funnier and the fact that he got his own show i'm like oh my god just kill him already he's dead leave him alone leave it alone they have to but i get it you know from a making money standpoint it makes sense he's making money for you guys so you know that it's going to be super popular. I think this this episode got the most uh, debut views of all three of the MCU series so far. Now, granted, I honestly think that there's a slight chance that it could be just the fact that it came out in that order. But there's enough Loki fandom that it might have just still gotten the most. But anyway, I didn't expect to like it. And when it started, I it it kind of started heading in that direction. It, it they were they did 
what a lot of um, franchises seem to do. I don't understand it. I guess from a money-making standpoint, that's why they're making millions and I'm not. Um, They take whatever works and then just pump some cocaine into it and just jack it up like times 10. It doesn't make sense to me, but they took all the ridiculousness of Loki and amped it up. They made him do slapstick, jokey things that just... The original Loki from Thor and from, uh, what was it, Avengers, the first one, wouldn't have really done. He had his little jokes here and there, but he wouldn't have done shit like that. Um, I guess it was funny. It's funny to watch, but it's not Loki, so that kind of irritated me. Um, the story arc for this one episode, they, they, they dove deep. I'll give them that, because... They took look for those of you that haven't seen it. Spoiler alert. Stop now. Go watch it and then come back. Please make sure you come back. Um, you were warned. Stop now. Right now. Now. Um, they they psychoanalyzed Loki. And I it, I guess it kind of makes sense because if I'm my, to my understanding, this is only going to be six episodes, even though they're an hour long. Um there's a lot of story you can tell in six hours, but when it's cut up into chunks like this, somehow it seems to go quicker. I don't know how that works, but um, I guess maybe I hope that it's because there's so much story that they're going to tell that they had to just get this out of the way right away um, because they dove deep, in my opinion, like they they broke Loki down, which hasn't really been you've getting you've been getting hints about it this whole time, like. He genuinely cares, but he's just broken inside and he's got the whole email thing going. He's basically Tim Burton. Hey, call back to my last episode. Um, trying to be super emo when in reality he's just got daddy issues and mommy issues and shit. Um, but I never thought that I th- always thought that they would just hint at it like he knew that that was the case, but he didn't care. He was just going to continue being the god of mischief. But they broke him down in this one to the point where he's basically like, yeah, fine. I, I'm, I'm a loser. I'm, I'm whatever. And it's like, bro, that was, I don't know. Maybe I'm just overthinking it, but I, I think they did a hell of a job with that. Um, he, you could see how broken he is and how he's coping with things in a very unhealthy way, but that's just who he is. I don't know. I thought it was interesting. I got good at the end. Overall, I enjoyed it. I'm definitely going to keep watching. The story, I think, is interesting. I'm agreeing with a lot of people, a lot of the memes online, how they're talking about, like, wait a minute, so this guy just has Infinity Stones just sitting there in his desk, so that makes the entire saga just, like, almost pointless. Yes and no. Um, If you've read enough comics or at least followed some of the stories, you kind of realize that there's a lot of ridiculousness in the comic book world. And I think that's part of the reason why I never really, really got into it. Because I kind of realized early on, like, you got to remember, I come from the days from when I was, I want to say, a teenager. I want to say I was like 14, 15, when they were doing Death of Superman. And that's what, re- like, I was already kind of into comics. But that's when I was like, I'm going to start reading comics. Because if they're killing Superman, holy shit. And then it turns out that he didn't he didn't really die and blah, but they brought him back. I'm like, eh. 
Like I thought it was I was like, how are they gonna kill Superman, bro? That's ballsy. Then turns out that they did, and I realized then that just that's the way comics are. Nobody ever really dies. Uh, there's explanations for everything. There's like three or four different versions of each character, and uh, it's it's a little too much for me. It's cool that we get the MCU because of it, but um, I don't remember where I was headed with that train of thought. But um, overall, good show. I'll keep watching. Oh, the Infinity Zone thing. Um, I, I get the frustration of people that people have with that because I thought the same thing when I was watching. I'm like, really? Seriously? So these guys could have stepped in. and But I get it. They're there to maintain the time continuum, not interfere. As a matter of fact, they stop interferences. So I get it. Um, I don't know, man. If, if that means that they're going to start introducing, like, um, what are they called? The... Not the Eternals. They're already doing the Eternals. Oh my God! I can't. I can't believe I can't think of their. Uh, the ones that are above the celestial. I think it's the Celestials. The Beyonder, the Living Tribunal. Like, I think they might have mentioned them already. I think they mentioned them somewhere. Now I'm. Now I need to look that up. I'll look it up for next time. But anyway, um. That's pretty much it, guys. It, it's it's good. I'm it's good enough that I'm gonna keep watching. I have my problems with it, but you know me, I got problems with everything. I'm the <coughs> unappreciated critic in my own mind. Yeah, I saw. I I used to imagine myself sitting there with Siskel and Ebert, and some of you are like, "Who the fuck is Siskel and Ebert?" But look them up, damn it. Um, yeah, I've kind of envisioned myself sitting there with Siskel and Ebert even at 12, 13, be like, no, you guys are both wrong. The cinematography was actually good considering that he was underpaid for this and you guys are just wrong. You're old and wrong. Actually, a lot of times I disagreed with, uh, Ebert. I didn't like Ebert when I was a kid. I was like, that guy is just too, he's, he's, <laughs> I basically turned into Ebert, like I'm, I was like, yo, he's just shitting on the movie for the sake of shitting on the movie. Like at least Gene Siskel was more like, yeah, you know, I get it. It's not the greatest movie, but you know, it did this well. It did that well. It's okay for what it is. And Ebert was like, no, they could have done this and they should have done that. I think I'm a good amalgamation of both. I totally used that word wrong. I'm sure, but whatever. Kiss my ass. Um, I think I, I think I'm, I took there the episodes of of their show of their movie reviews and kind of combine the two characters or they're not characters, but the can combine the two points of view into one. I'm the Ebert Siskel Siskebert. I don't know. I'm, I'm reaching at this point <laughs> anyway. Um, thank you guys for listening to my rants. I sincerely appreciate it. We're getting, we're getting close to those thousand plays. Keep it up guys. And, um, what can I have for them? Well, of course, at the very least, I'm going to have new content for each week, not like currently or recently where I've been slacking it a bit. But Loki is going to be ongoing, so I'm going to have new stuff to talk about at least every episode. I plan to finally have Those Who Wish Me Dead watched by next episode so I can finally review that. And I think that's pretty much it for now. That and Loki. And, of course, whatever Instagram stuff I find. So, 
As always, guys, thank you for listening. I appreciate you, and be good to each other. Peace. All right. Oh, we need to record the freaking trainer. Thank you guys for taking the time to listen to the podcast. If you have any thoughts, comments, suggestions, or questions, uh, you can reach me at moat9, that's M-O-A-T-N-I-N-E at gmail.com. Um, also go to linktree, that's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash moat, the number nine, where you can find the links to all my social media accounts, um, Instagram, Twitter, etc., as well as uh, the other podcast platforms like uh, spotify google podcast apple podcast overcast breaker etc whatever um i would greatly appreciate it if you could hit that subscribe button on whichever platform you are listening on and as always thank you for listening please be good to each other love you guys